Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Oh, shaking again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really good to be here. It's a privilege to be with you again. It's an honor for me. Uh, as Alan said, for us, it's a big blessing to be here. For me and Claudia, we are uh, setting all the things in these 11 months already. Oh, time flies. Time flies really fast and really quick. But we are still fighting with the language. You know this. You can, you can realize every time that we start to talk, we start to speak about something, you can see, you can see that we are still struggling with this. And uh, I heard somebody told, tell me uh, in the time ago that Claudia uh, would be uh, better than us. So most of us are mainly must than better than me, than myself, and uh, she's doing really well. She's doing big effort studying, and uh, her English is really good, really good. And uh, I, I'm free, I'm, I'm really calm and tranquil when I, when I had to let her alone with one of you. And uh, she can talk, she can speak, and she can uh, develop a conversation with all of you. And so this is a big pleasure for me and a big honor to be here. And once again, I count with your mercy and uh, the work of God in your hearts, in your minds, and in your ears too, to understand things that I want to say and want to share. Uh, Mark told me something, and it was really, really, how to say, a comforter for myself. That is, okay, everyone loves you. And so they want to understand what you are trying to say. And so this is really good. This is really good when I'm here trying to talk about the Word of God. That is something that is the most important for me. When we are talking about football, about sports, about any other thing, it's okay. I don't have any problem with making mistakes. But about the Word of God, oh, this is different. This is another thing. It's another level. And so uh, every time that I'm here, I'm really, really concerned about the things that I will say and the words that I will use and the expressions that I want to use here. More than the translation of the words that I want to say, the meaning is the most important for me. Sometimes, and I was talking with Emma, uh, that works with the, the language and all the other things, uh, we say and we can say the right words, but the meaning is different. So it's something that we are struggling with. So please keep praying for us. The time is flying as we talked. And uh, we need to see something different in our way to express ourselves and our, our thinkings too. Uh, I was just singing with you. By grace I'm free. You've rescued me. All I am is yours. We have two expressions here that are really strong for me. By grace I'm free. But at the same time, all that I am is yours. Let's think just a bit about this, about this contrast and these two points that we need to think. I, I like to watch movies. I love movies. And a few years ago, maybe many years ago, I watched a movie and the title was Shawshank Redemption. Have you heard? Have you seen this movie? Yes, it was about, if I don't make my mistake, Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman, two great actors. And uh, the history was really interesting. It was about this man that was Tim Robbins, and uh, he was uh, sentenced to a life sentence in the prison for something that uh, he claims uh, not be guilty for. Uh, kill her wife and her love, her lover. Yes, something like this. And so he was there, and uh, at the prison he met Morgan Freeman, the other man that is there, since his teenage, 
since he was 16 or 15, and for a sentence of 80 years, all the life there. And that this man, Morgan Freeman, had been in a few interviews to be set free for a conditional situation or that, and never had uh, been uh, released to go out and to live there. But some of his friends, they got this situation, this status, to get out after maybe 50 years being in the prison. And uh, in one of the conversations uh, between these uh, Tim Robbins and uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, he told, Morgan Freeman told, okay, two of my friends, they were released two years ago. And they went out, they went to their life, they went to the freedom that they, they desired all their lives. And when they arrived there, they could not live there. They didn't make it. They just took their lives. They just killed themselves. Because they could not live in freedom anymore. They could not be among people that didn't have the same life that they had in the cage, in the jail, in the bars for 50, 60 years maybe. And so this is one of the questions that I always think and I always maybe try to share with other people how free we are, how free we feel that we are. One of the letters from Paul that I love is Galatians. It's the letter that he wrote to Galatians. Talk about freedom, the real freedom, the freedom in Jesus Christ. But not only about this, about other things, the way we live this freedom. How do we live this? And Paul wrote this letter to Galatians with a concern to make clear the teaching that he had given to them. And this teaching was about the salvation they had received in Jesus Christ. The salvation that was complete and once for all. And mainly the freedom that was given to them and to us. What freedom? Freedom from what? Freedom from, from whom? The Galatians were not Jewish. They were not slaves of the law. <coughs> they, were, they were not under the law like the Jews were. But they were also under the Roman Empire. You remember all that, uh, that area? They were under the Roman Empire. Was that, that the freedom they had that they would like to receive from Jesus, from the Roman Empire? from the, the domination of that nation at that time? No, I don't think so. They, at that time, when Paul wrote to them, they were still under the, dom the domination of the Roman Empire and Rome. They were there. The freedom they received was the freedom that Christ brought to each one of us. Not only to them, but to us here. Freedom from the fear of death, Freedom from the yoke of sin. The freedom from, from our constant need to do something, to deserve something. We live like this. Especially 
when you talk about the salvation of our souls. We still have this. We need to do something to receive our salvation. Jesus gave his life for us and for the Galatians so that we might be free. Free from sin and free from death. And he did this to show us what is grace, as we sung here. By grace I'm free. You've, you've rescued me. All I am is yours. Before we read the test for this evening, something that we can share in a few minutes, I would like you to think about this question. What is your definition of freedom? You don't need to ask to me. You don't need to respond to me. Just ask to yourself, what is your definition of freedom? What did you learn that was freedom, that the, the freedom is? We just talked about Venezuela. It's a, a country closed from inside. Closed from their own people, from their own governor. People there, they are hostage. Yes, they are hostage now from this governor. They cannot receive food. They are trapped there. Are they, freed? Are they free? <laughs> it's a free country. We think about many other situations. And so, what is freedom for you? And I tried to find an answer in the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> yes. And I read that it's the best one in the world. To English. And the definition that I have there, we have many, we have maybe five or six, and I choose some here. And the first one is the power or right to act, speak, or think as anyone wants to do. The other is the absence of subjection to foreign domination or despotic, despotic, yes, despotic government. The state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. The state of not, not being subject to or affected by something that is undesirable. Some good definitions. Rational definitions. But for you, what is freedom? I would like to hear, to hear George read for us the test that I want to share with you. And there is a, there is a purpose to read, purpose to read in this way. Please, uh, George, we'd like to ask you to open your Bibles in Galatians 5. And uh, we will read the first verse, and after that, from the 16th until the end. Galatians 5, verse 1 first, and after that, from 16 to the end. You. <clears throat> it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Amen. Verse 16. So I say, live by the Spirit, <coughs> and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are at conflict with each other, 
so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, <coughs> factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, <laughs> that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, George. Yes. You, you may ask, in what does it have with freedom? This part of the test it has everything with freedom. Once ago, I used to share this word, this same test with the teenagers, with the youth of my church. And tell them about the difference of these two lists here that we have. But mainly, the difference to be slave and to be free. The fight that goes on inside our hearts, inside the human being, is not a privilege of these youth people or a privilege of few of us. A specific age like teenagers or young people. But all of us, when we are faced with the Holy Spirit, when we are confronted with these signs in our lives, sometimes when we arrive in a certain age, we give ourselves some rights that we should not give. We start to think that because we live so much and for so long, we can do things that we didn't do in the past. <coughs> we think that we have the right to give us some permissions to do things that we cannot do and we keep still fighting against. Freedom is the condition of not being trapped, of not being tied, of being able to do what you want to do, to have power, power to do what you want. Power and freedom are directly connected. Power and freedom. And when I think in these two words together, I just remember the great philosopher Ben Parker. You know? Have you heard about him? Ben Parker? Ben Parker was Uncle Ben. He's the uncle of Peter Parker, the Spider-Man. Yes, the Spider-Man. And Uncle Ben said to him, to Peter, when he discovered that was the Spider-Man and all the power that he got at that moment, power to do good things and power to do bad things, power to go against the, 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 the bad man or to just have good things to himself. 
And so the Uncle Ben, in the night that he was died, dead, yes, killed, he was killed, he said to Peter, Peter, my beloved uncle, uh, how to say to? Uncle? Nephew, yes. With great power comes great responsibility. And we have heard this before. Maybe not from the philosopher Ben. No. But we know that when we received freedom, we got responsibilities too. And we never, or maybe sometimes, we don't realize that we have these responsibilities. We generally want to have all the rights of freedom. All the rights that freedoms can give to us without, however, pay attention or want the responsibilities that this freedom brings to us too. It's a balance. It's something really important to our lives. But we are faced here, in the things that we read just now, a few verses that tell us how dangerous it is to live without responsibility with this freedom that we received from God. Giving space to our own nature, which is the flesh, especially when we understand that we have been delivered from the slavery of sin. And here is another thing. We were delivered from the slavery of the sin to be under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We were released. We are not slave anymore. But now we live under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Here is the contrast. Here is the conflict that we heard here between be free and at the same time don't do what we want to do. Have you heard the verse 17? Please, let's go back there. The verse 17 of the text that we read tell us, For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit was in what is contrary to the sinful nature. nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. You are free to do not do what you want. You are free to be a slave under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You are free to give your will and your desire to realize in your life God's will and God's desire. It's a contrast. It's again a conflict. It's a combat. It's a battle. It's something that we cannot understand. So let's try to look again to these verses that tell us about the acts or the acts of the flesh or the sinful nature. Can we read again this big and ugly list here in the 19th verse? The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery. What a difficult word for me. <laughs> Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, feats of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, 
and the like. Until here. A sin and the like tells us that the list is really big. Many other things could be here. How is to live like this? To live like this turn us away from the Lord and put us back under the bad influence, the bad yoke of the sin and Satan and the devil. Paul is very direct in saying that these, these people, these kind of people will not inherit, in, inherit, inherit the kingdom of God. There is any condition here? There is something that is not easy to understand, despite of all the mistakes in the English. Can we read these words and understand that if these things are part of our lives, we are not free. We are not free. We are still slaves of these things, of our nature. But, and this is the good part, there is a but, there is the other side of the coin. There is the other part of this test. There is a continuity in everything that Paul is trying to teach them, them and us. The opposite of all these things is the fruit of the Spirit. Interesting. It's singular. The fruit. But we have here nine things. Nine attributes. Attributes, yes? That should be present in the life that one that was born again. That born again. That is free. That is ready to put his life or her life under the lordship, the lordship of Jesus Christ. Remember this fight that we heard here, this confront, this conflict that happens in our hearts, only happens in the life of those who are born again. Wow! Of those who have the Holy Spirit in our hearts. That human nature, without the presence of the Lord, us, nature, human being, do not fight at all. The ones who doesn't have the, soul, the Holy Spirit in them, simply lives the life. They just live what he lives without any struggle about this. It's their own nature. It's the natural one. There are things that are there already. We don't need to learn to live these acts of the flesh. We don't need to have a, any instructions or teaching about this. We just naturally, naturally, we go this way. Living in this way, it's clear when we look to this other part, when you look to the difference of the, this fight between the Holy Spirit fighting in our hearts and our real nature will tell us who is winning this fight, who is winning this conflict in our hearts, if we live in the second part of this list, with all these good things, and we can read this again after the 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
if we live this way, if we have these attributes, if we can understand what is the fruit of the Spirit and how people can see this in our lives, so we can understand that we are free. We are free to be slaves and fulfill God's will. This fight, this fight takes place inside our hearts. And having the Lord Jesus with us, the result is right. We cannot have another result. Even so, even so, God, Jesus, gives us the privilege to also having, some, having something or some responsibility in this fight, in this process, in this big trouble that we have in our hearts. Do you remember that allegory of the two lions or the two wolves, if you prefer, fighting in our hearts? Have you heard this before? A, a, young, a young boy go to his uh, grandpa and ask, uh, Grandpa, how is the secret of this fight that happens in our lives? We want to do good things, but at the same time we desire to do bad things. And uh, we never know which part will win this fight. Uh, and so the, the, that grandpa, with all the, his wisdom, says, Okay, we have this wolf that is a good one, that wants to do good things uh, within our hearts. And we have on the other side this other wolf that is really bad. And he wants to bite everyone. He wants to win every time and do bad things. And so he came to the end of this allegory. And uh, the boy asked, So which one will win this fight? And the grandpa says, the one you, you feed most. The one you feed most will be stronger and will win this fight. If we look to these two lists here, which one have you been feeding? Which one of these parts of us are you feeding in your day-to-day, -day, in your life? Are we still looking to this first part of our nature, sinful nature, and feeding some of these things? Maybe giving them different names or different faces, but is still doing the same things? Or are we feeding this process to give power to the Holy Spirit and work in our hearts and in our lives, in our lives? and giving us the real fruit that we need to show to the world. We have heard day after day about the truth, with the big T, the truth. The truth that set us free. We heard this this morning. We heard this when we sung. The Lord Jesus, He who gave freedom to the Galatians, and bring us, or brings us, in this place tonight, many years later of this letter, He brings us eternal freedom for an abundant life. How do we receive this message? How do we receive now, again, this message of the truth that can set us free? The victory in this battle, in this fight that takes place within our hearts, is directly linked 
to the way I see and live this freedom. Do you remember my question to you? How do you define freedom? Are we living our day, our lives in freedom? Or maybe we have been so long, for so long in the prison, for so long time behind the bars, that when we receive this freedom, we don't know how to do with her, with it. We don't know how to leave this freedom. We don't know how to put this in practice in our day-to-day, -day, in our relationships, not only with God, but among us, here. In the only way that we have to show love to God is when we know how to love the other one here. How is this battle, this battle in your heart? Looking at two, these two lists that we read just now, it is worth to evaluate. It's worth to evaluate the life we have. Have I really been set free? Do I really know the truth? Is Jesus the Lord of our lives? Is He the Lord of my life? Am I a slave of Jesus Christ? This is a hard word, isn't it? This is something that puts us pressed against the wall. Something that we miss here. The, the breath goes away. When we need to realize if I really know Jesus Christ, if I really was set free, the Lord Jesus himself says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8, 32. And he continues, if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Indeed. Do we know the Son? Do we know the truth? The world that is around us, the society where we live or now, where we live now, it tries to give us a different meaning to freedom. They teach a different meaning to, to freedom. Exchanging this beautiful word, freedom, to be free, for one like this debauchery. Debauchery. <laughs> How to say? Debauchery. debauchery. It's so ugly that it's hard to say. And the sorry is if it is so much offensive. But in Portuguese, we have another one that is really worse than this. And I will not use it because you don't understand. But it's really worse than this one. But is this the meaning that the word is giving to freedom? I don't know you, but when I was a child in the school, I learned about freedom. When we have some social and politics teaching about to live in society, we learned that my freedom had a limit. And the limit of my freedom was your freedom. My freedom needs to stop when yours start. This is respect. 
This is something that put us to live together. But what the world is teaching today is, okay, if freedom is freedom, it doesn't have limits. It doesn't matter what you think or believe. It doesn't matter if I'm offending you or I don't respect you with your thoughts or your beliefs. It doesn't matter. It's that first meaning. I do what I want to do. And I'm not concerned about you. It's a different freedom that we received. It's a different one. It's this freedom to be different from the world. To show that this freedom is possible to live in love, in respect, but mainly under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. How different this could do in our life and in the life of the others. This debauchery that is against morality, against respect, not caring about anyone, not even the Lord. This is what is freedom to the world. This is what this list, this first one, it's so proclaimed there outside and so normal for our days. Do not let this mindset, this philosophy or any other thing make you a slave again. Since we know that the perfect freedom exists and is given to us by the mercy and sacrifice of the one who died for us, Jesus Christ, we have the power to live this grace, to live in this grace, to share this grace, to proclaim this grace that we received to proclaim this love and freedom that we received to the glory of the Father who loves us like no one else. The question is still, dear, is still here. Are we really free? Do you know the real freedom? We read the first verse of chapter 5 that tells us that it is for freedom that Christ has set, us, has set us free. For freedom that He set us, has set us free. How free we are. Don't be a slave again. Don't let your own heart turn you in slave again. Don't let the world bring this situation to your life. Which lion have you fed? Which one of these wolves that is fighting in your heart are you giving more food, more strength, more power? Which one will win this fight in your heart, in my heart? Remember, this is the last phrase that I want you to think about. Is the one you feed most will win the battle. Are we free? Are we here because we are free? Are we here because we really believe that by grace I'm free? You've rescued me. All I am is yours. We were free. We were set free to be slaves. May God bless us. Amen.